I miss a green, for example, I'm already upset. When I find my ball in the bunker, I'm really upset. And when I find my ball in a fried egg. Fried egg. The dreaded fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg lie, I'm about ready to run off the golf course. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Fried Egg Podcast. Here tonight in uh, a new library, Zach Blair's library. It's a very comforting spot, lots of uh, golf golf course architecture stuff. I guess it's an office, lots of golf clubs. It's a golfer's heaven. Here with Zach and uh, DJ Pajowski. How are you guys doing? Yeah, doing good. Doing great. Thrilled to be in the library. It's kind of halfway between a library and an office. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. <laughs> Would you term it a office a, library? A, a den. A den. Yeah. A golfer's den. I can see that. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I used to live in a room that my roommates and I joked that it was called the den. It was a very interesting little room. <laughs> Similar to this. Sounds like it. Yeah. Like it. Lots of uh, shenanigans in the den. We should go through some of the highlights of what's in here. Yeah. A lot of books. Quite a few books. We'll post full, a picture of the... Full set of the confidential guides. Shout out to uh, my main man, Tom Doak. Doki boy. About 75 Vokey wedges. A lot of wedges. 35 Cameron putters. Shout lot out of... to uh, Aaron Dill and Scotty Cameron. <laughs> a lot and... of hourglasses. Yeah. Yeah. What's with the hourglasses? They're cool little uh, tidbits. Everyone uh, everyone likes them. So yeah. every time I see a cool one, I usually try and grab it. It's not symbolic of uh, some of the players on the PGA Tour? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so we've been out in Utah for a couple days now, touring the uh, site of the Buck Club. Pretty cool spot. So how'd you, how'd you come up on this property? Ah, oh, man. Uh, you know, had a couple people who uh, I know that you know, are involved with owning it right now and uh, just kind of told me that it might be a potential spot to look at. Looked at it a few years ago and, yeah, saw that it had some, some definite potential and turns out it's uh, pretty good. Yeah, really good, I think. Yeah. I don't think it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to uh, take people up there and see what they think because, you know, I always say everyone thinks their ideas are good, but when you go up there and people definitely think it's really cool, it's a, it's a, it's a neat feeling. Yeah, I, I, um, I kind of wish we had a TV in here because I wanted to get a lot of inspiration from Nine Bridges in <laughs> South Korea, but... And I Very heard, natural. Yeah, I heard they have some really cool fountains and water features there that we could maybe you know, you know, see on uh, on the buckle. Why don't you tell people what they can expect from uh, you know the land and you know what what you see out there after you know, the last couple of days? Yeah, probably more than anything. Uh, I think it'll be on a different level of scale than most people are are used to, you know, you can compare it to 
you know, your national golf links and your sand hills with uh, just the boldness of the whole place. And at the same time, I think you'll be able to see that it's extremely walker friendly. And uh, yeah, you'll just get a lot of different looks, some very cool uh, vistas on the property, especially when you get kind of uh, up to the top there and see everything. The upper 100. Yeah, the upper 100 is pretty dope. It's dope uh, shit. Shit's dope. <laughs> you guys, uh, I'm, I'm teaching them, and my, one of my favorite terms is shit's, shit's dope. dope. Shit is dope. <laughs> shit is dope, though. Let's talk about how the shit's dope for a second, because oh. we walk around there, and it's like, it looks like the place was made, it looks like a video game where you're supposed to design a golf course. I mean, the place is, like, was made to be a golf course up there. <laughs> Yeah, it's just kind of screaming, uh, yeah, for for amazing golf up there. Um, lucky to have it and lucky to be able to do something with it. And I think hopefully in the next little while, people will begin to really see how special it is and they'll definitely want to be a part of it. You know, I've, I've heard that trending on Twitter, people were wondering if there was width. <laughs> oh, there's good. There's width. There's definitely. I will say it there possesses will be width. substantial width. Lots of angles. Maybe, maybe too much width. It's nah. a big ass piece of property. <laughs> it's cool, man. It, it's it, it'll be sweet. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited. So, having. Uh, I mean, we spent a lot of days on the land. A lot of time on the land the last two days. Like what? Uh, and I think the the routing process was you know it was a, it's, it's intensive on routing and finding how the holes can work together i mean what this was obviously what what you learn from it i mean it's just one of those things where you have to definitely pay attention because you have to you know you have to find the best holes then you have to find a way to get to the best holes without it being you know the same stuff over and over um so it was difficult, you know, there was definitely some, some times that we found amazing holes that we were like, wow, that is awesome. But we had a hard time fitting it in to where, you know, it was walkable and it fit with the rest of the golf course. So, um, yeah, it's just something different, but it was cool. It was fun. Well, yeah, we had to pass on some, some good holes. Yeah, we did a bunch, but I mean, that was, I mean, it's a piece of property where, you know, there's a thousand golf holes out there, and we just kind of had to narrow it down to 18, which doesn't stink. Yeah. One of the other cool things is there, you know, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, adaptation holes where you can play it from different tees. And... Yeah, you get out there on a day where there's not too many people out there, you're definitely going to have some fun. So it's going to be sick. Um, Shit's dope. Shit's dope. So with the, the kind of big land, um, got a ton of questions, but Andrew Bailey was wondering, you know, after spending time on the land, what, what templates fit the best out there? I mean, right off the bat, the Redan is just <laughs> like, I mean, people think it's crazy, but I mean, I think it'll go down as like the best Redan ever. So that's, that's not too bad. But describe, that's it kind of sucks that we have to do a podcast about it because the it's so much more interesting to see. Yeah. But just describe like 
what we found when we kind of drove up on that hole. I feel like we all kind of saw it at the same time. We're like, okay, that yeah, that I one's mean, done. I think that was, that, I mean, that was the first hole everybody kind of, when we were all out there together, it was just kind of like, we all looked at that and we're like, eh, well, we got one hole. <laughs> you know, ironically though, the Redan, that hole was like a pain in the ass to uh, route it to. Yeah. It was almost like the linchpin of the routing. But at the same time, that's how good the hole was. Mm-hmm. That there was, you know, like we said, there was a thousand golf holes out there. And that was the one that was like, you have to keep this hole here. Yeah. Because it's that good. It, it see, every almost, <laughs> there's like two holes that didn't change, but every other hole changed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that Redan, the scale of that thing is just like, you can't even, the pictures that we even have, it just like does not do it justice. The kicker out there on the right is just is what, control. Like 70, 80 feet tall on the it's, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 30 <laughs> yards right of the green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we like are literally aiming 30 yards right. Yeah, when we were hitting shots out there today, it was cool. You know, it was cool to see, you know, a couple of us kind of pulled it right at it. They ended up fine. And a couple of us kind of hit that little push out there up on the kicker, and they just kicked right down, right where it was supposed to. Here, here's a question for you guys. You know, we've we've got a big day of dirt golf ahead of us tomorrow. Yeah. But, you know what? What were your uh, what did you learn about dirt golf? What What are some of the challenges, and what are some of the benefits of dirt golf? Gotta gotta have nice contact. Gotta. Have- <laughs> The fried egg was catching a little chunky out there for a while. It took you a while to adapt. I was getting warmed up. <laughs> Things are a little over easy for me to put the egg out there. Uh, to that end, though, yeah, we tee it up a little bit. I think I think play the ball up is, yeah, def- sure. is definite when we you're playing of, across a plowed field. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we messed around with the idea of ball taking hand, the mat sure. around yeah. and, you know, <clears throat> just... The way the property is, yeah, I think you just gotta. It's it's a TBC winter rules on totally. the tee. Mm-hmm. Well, unpredictable rules, I think. Unpredictable bounces. Yeah, dude. Tomorrow's gonna be sick. Got the scorecard ready. Gonna have a nice little walk on the upper one hundred. It'll be brisk <laughs> in the morning. We'll yeah. figure it out. I think it'll be nice walking though. We'll keep the Instagram story going. Yep. Yeah. At fried underscore egg underscore golf. Maybe we even fire up the uh, Periscope. Oof. ZB. ZB Live. Oh, boy. Um, ZB, ZB McDonald. The ZB McDonald Live. <laughs> so another thing we're doing uh, that's kind of cool is we've got a ton of uh, massive bunkers out there. Some small ones, too. There's, uh, there's a little one that's blind that uh, you know I've named the Shotgun Surprise. <laughs> But we're, uh, we're planning on naming all the bunkers. So if you guys have good bunker names, you know, just reply to the pod or something on Twitter or shoot us an email if you have any good ideas. Best bunker name gets a free membership. <laughs> I don't know if that's not cleared by the owner. Yeah, we'll, we can, we, we'll work it in. Maybe we can get a round out there. <laughs> free membership. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> you gotta love a guy that's not a member himself just throwing out freebies. Uh, what, other, what other names? Do we have any other bunker names? Shotgun Surprise. Shotgun Surprise. Tron's Trap House. Yeah, 18 Tron's Trap House is <laughs> definitely a spot you want to stay out of. Yeah, that's going to be a, be a bad one. Tron had a question, actually. He had a couple questions. Some good ones. So we'll get to those. 
Friend of the pod. Friend of the cause. Yeah. Definitely some daft bunkers out there. Yeah. Just daffy ducks out there. Daft bunk. Yeah. Deep as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Might have to bleep that one out. (laughs) Nah. I think the fried egg has the explicit rating, does it? Yeah, it does. does. Which is pretty shocking (laughs) that a podcast about golf course architecture has the explicit ranking. We bring shit hard. (laughs) Shit's dope. Shit's dope, man. Um, the schoolboy Q one, of golf course architecture. This, this might be the most swearing ever on a on a Friday podcast here. Um, Tron's question: Let's say a TBC member is involved in backboarding a short approach shot and not protecting the field. Automatic expulsion from the club plus fatwa. I mean, that's just. I think it's a case by case deal there. You know, what do you think? Uh, the big tabernacle is going to be, you know, a habitual offender of that? No, definitely not. Yeah. I don't think it was really his fault. I, I think it was a one-time thing. One thing. He might actually just... Tony Finau might just bully some of those holes. Even Finau might... He might get bullied. Even he's going Even he's going to have to kind of nut up a little bit on 12. Yeah, 12, He's going to have to hit two good shots up there. The, the thing is out there, if... If you hit it to the right spots, like you're fine. You you know you got plenty of room. But I mean, there's some bunkers out there that it doesn't matter who's trying to carry them. It's just not going to happen. And some angles. Yeah. Downwind. Do you think Tony can get home to 710 yard par five? I think so. Firm yeah. and fast. Yeah. Utah elevation. He'll hit it like a 400. But the thing on that hole. But the thing on that hole with the the huge hell's half acre type great hazard is. You're going to be forced kind of up. You know, that fairway is going to kind of narrow up the further you go. So you better hit a good one. So let me ask you. I, I think the, the toughest uh, aspect, one of the toughest aspects of design is, is blending playability with like a challenge for player, players like you. So from your mind, what are the things that make it the toughest on like the tour level player, the tour level player, say upper level amateur player, like what are the kind of like design traits and, and features? Up there, I think you'll see, you know, just a lot of holes that use the the earth pretty good, just the ground that's there. So you, I think you'll see some uneven lies that are a bit of a challenge. And then I just think using the half pars as best you can because you kind of get into some of those holes thinking they're birdie holes and you miss it in the wrong spot and all of a sudden you screw up and then you start forcing it on some of those four and a halves that you know are, are tough par fours trying to make birdies getting into you know more of those bad places but uh, I mean look I, I want to make a place that if you get going you can light it up and play good I don't want to make a place that just beat you in the face no matter how you're playing. Yeah, I think that's the best courses are the ones where if you play well you you score, but if you're a little mediocre then it kinda gets you and yeah. bites you. It's um I think I also agree that ground undulation, like if you give somebody a wedge but the wedge the ball's like three inches below their feet and on a down slope it's like it's just an uncomfortable shot. Well, I think that ninth hole, you know, 
I know we're talking about it a little more, but you know, it's a hole that kind of hits up onto the top of this hill and then it goes down, goes down to this big double green. But if you force it up there and try and get over the hill, you're going to get these like 90 to 120 yard wedge shots straight off the downslope to a green that slopes back to front where if you one skip it over, you're just done. So that's I played Crystal the other day, and that's why I saw it. It's only at 6,600 yards, and I drove the ball really well. But like if you drive it, if they let you drive it up close, but then you get these like really uncomfortable lies. You're hitting half wedges to these these greens that are like you have to be really precise hitting into the greens, and and that it was tough. It was uh, it just it like it it keep keep kept you on edge. I think ground movement keeps you on edge. Like exactly. same from flat lies like going to the range. Yeah, you know, it's uh, so. Um, another question from Tron here. Get his out of the way. <laughs> Save the better ones for later. <coughs> Has the Faz gotten so much flack for being overrated that he's now underrated? I mean, I, I told you guys today, I think the Faz might go down in uh, history as the Donald Ross of his generation. So, I don't know. I think... Uh, it, yeah, the worst generation of golf architecture <laughs> of all time. Like, no, but, but it's like it's like our point. It's like... Pebble Beach is on the water. Like you can't. It, That's he's the biggest fish in a puddle. <laughs> he's still the biggest fish though, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. you can't. You can't. Donald Ross isn't the biggest fish though in in the Golden Age puddle. He had the most courses. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. How, depends what metric I mean, you're looking at. That's a that's a tough thing. It's like how do you how do you jet like you know? They, I feel like you can judge the the Golden Age. Because they're all dead. Nobody's Listen, Fazio, Fazio does what he's paid to do. He makes these courses for what he's told to make them. I'm sure if he got a piece of property that he could do whatever he wanted, it might be different. But he's made, you know, he's paid and hired to do, you know, the Discovery Land Project type courses, and he does them good. I mean, yeah. right? I don't know. I just and he's fired up. We've, the, the next question. Of, next the question. The lack of a just a the lack of one like with all the projects and all the money he's gotten to do these projects where he has unlimited budget. Like you gotta have one that's like, oh yeah, that's one of the best courses ever. What's his best? What are the ones? Shadow from, Creek, maybe. What are like, the ones from Donald Ross? Like Seminole. Pinehurst. Pinehurst. Yeah. Oak Hill. But at the same time, like, what if one of those places in 30 years turn, you know, that that Fazio's done turns into something like that, that people agree is amazing? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I guess if, like... Bob it's hard to judge. It's hard to judge people. Outside of dog legs become in vogue. Like, yeah. <laughs> and catch basins. Like, that... I'm in, you know, that's, that sounds like, that might be 2020, those things are going to get hot. I think you need more catch basins. <coughs> I really think where we're at right now with the catch basins, water features, and comfort stations at TBC is it's pretty ideal. Yeah. 
You, you might have you put some catch bases at the bottom of the double punch bowl. <laughs> I think maybe like, yeah, right up front. Maybe in the middle. No, in the middle of the punch bowl. Yeah. The inverted Burritz <laughs> double punch bowl is going to be a jaw dropper. But you need to explain the inverted. But I think upside but, down. But the yeah. problem. But the problem is, it looks like that right now. But once it gets graded out, it'll just be a big double punch bowl. No, it's not going to be, be. But there'll be a little, little humped, humpty it'll, dump. It'll just be like this. It'll go there, there. It's not going to be like this and then like that. Nope. <laughs> We're out. I'm out. All right. Maybe. Maybe it's. Uh, maybe it's done. Um. So the Doak scale. Bally Neal member. Friend of the cause. Big architecture fan. Yeah. Zach, you've you've made mention before about modern greens being too over the top. Can you elaborate and cite specific examples of these courses? And show your work. Sounds like a test question. I, I know, it. my gosh. I love it, it's great. Holy cow, I think there's too many examples for me to to get naming specifics. What did we talked about a few today, you know, maybe a couple up at up in Bandon at, at basically all the courses up there. Uh, maybe specifically Bandon Trails has a couple that are just out of control. Same with Friars Head. Uh, you know, awesome courses, but then you get to some of the greens and it's just like, why? You know, I just don't think you have to reinvent the wheel when it comes to making greens. Yeah, I, I agree with this. I think there are time and place for wild greens. And I don't. <laughs> I think there's some cool spots you can do them in certain situations, but they have to be done in the very right setting. I just like, I feel like when people say that, they're like, yeah, I think, you know, on short par fives or on drivable par fours, you can have these greens. But I'm sitting there thinking, like, I would rather have a not wild green on those holes because if I pull off the shot and drive a short par four, I want, like, to make an eagle. I don't want to have to try and not three putt. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's some of the some of the problems on some of those holes. I don't know what hole it is specifically. At there's but there's like three holes in a row at Bandon Trails. It's the drivable par four. Fourteen. Then the then the kind of dog leg right yeah. par four up the hill. <clears throat> then the par five up the hill. They've had to change like those greens numerous times. You know, Red Ledges up in Park City, same thing, Jack Nicholas design. They've had to change several greens numerous times. It's like, why? You don't have to make them that crazy. Just make them puttable. You know, sometimes subtlety is the hardest thing. Straight putts are the hardest putts to read. Yeah. Do, don't you spend the most time reading straight putts? Yeah, probably. Trying to find something, you know, trying to find which way it goes and it just doesn't do anything. Are greens like that, we always talk about like potential defenses for professional game, just with distance and all that stuff, you're always kind of looking for different ways to protect the course, do all that. I mean, is that an opportunity to use some of those wild greens or no? I know we're talking about two different things and we're talking about kind of recreational golf versus professional golf, but do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Kind of. Um, I don't know. I mean, 
it's I, I you know my whole take is if you get the course in the right shape and the right conditions playing firm and fast you don't have to have wild greens you know it puts a premium on getting the ball in play and being on the right spot to be able to attack pins and stuff like that so I don't think you need to go crazy in tournament golf or recreational golf yeah I feel like that's uh the philosophy behind it is like oh if you're a really good player you should be able to hit this ball within eight feet of the flag and if not then you like my my issue is like part of the fun of golf is rolling in 30 footers exactly and sometimes when you have plus the break 10 feet 15 feet it's just like well i'm gonna do like it's not really fun like and, and that's the other thing is like a putt over a big ridge with like a lot of break like a good player like just cozies you up there like two feet well and that's the other thing i guess too is it's kind of one of those stats that turns out to be ass backwards a little bit like when people say oh you know the ball's going too far, we need to make the courses longer, and it really just helps the longer players. Yeah. The wild greens kind of just, you know, you, you're really just taking away from the people who can putt it well. Right? I mean, it's, it's and, like, and on the you're opposite, basically just giving the longer players, like, another advantage. But then on not? the opposite side of that, from, Being like, a, from, you know, growing the game and getting more people involved and having fun and stuff like that, it's like, why would you want to build these crazy greens where somebody that's just starting to play is trying to two-putt and they can't. Like, good players can't even two-putt. And then you get somebody that has no touch or anything, they'll, like, give up the first time they ever go play one of those courses. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like if you wanted if you wanted the people to have fun and you wanted more people to enjoy golf, why wouldn't you just tone it down a little bit and just... Make it I'm, just, be, I, just be cool. I'm a big fan <laughs> of, cool. of really bold exterior contours with subtle and intricate interior contours where you've got like a lot of spines and stuff that are subtle and they're small. Like there's a there's a par three at, at the course I play at that's like a really big green and there's this tiny little spine that runs right down the middle. And you're hitting like a four iron into it. And it, it's got a lot of front, uh, back to front slope. So, but when you're putting, if say you pull your four iron left and the pin's on the right, like you've got this like really dicey putt over the spine. If you don't hit it the perfect pace, you either you end up five feet short or five feet long. And that's a cool little feature because it is, but it's not crazy. Yeah. I mean, I- I mean, we played Fishers earlier this year, and I think they have some of the coolest, just subtle greens out there. You know, little back to front, but like you said, they got these these gentle spines that kind of, if you get on the wrong side, you have a more challenging putt, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you if you put a good roll on it, you can A, maybe make it, and B, it's never going to get like... To the point where you're like, wow, I can't even two-putt this putt. So that's what I like at least. Mm-hmm. But everyone's different, you know? It's like it's hard for me to say, you know, to Doak Scale's point, it's hard for me to say, like, I don't like that. That's not right. But he might be like, well, I like this stuff. So, you know, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. Everyone's going to have a different opinion. 
Mm-hmm. I, I agree. <coughs> um, I think that's the beauty of golf course architecture. Yeah, for sure. Definitely learning that more and more as the years go by. Uh, everyone's got a different flavor that they like, you know, mm-hmm. which isn't bad. All right. Um, Brandon Berry wants to know what's the Buck Club's practice facility is going to consist of? Practice facility, you know, decent range, uh, a little short course. You know, uh, a lot of people have been talking about how much they love the putting courses and everything like that. I've never been a huge fan, but if, if enough people like that type of stuff. I'm out on putting. I think they're overrated. You're out? That's how I am. But people seem to like it. <coughs> what, don't you, what don't you like? <laughs> I don't get what you would not like about it. I just, I just like, I feel like they're cool for about a year and then they gradually start. Like, we had a really cool one down in uh, St. George at, at uh, San Hollow. Yeah. And it was unbelievable, like crazy. And it was fun, really cool. But after about a year and a half and no one like using it, suddenly it turned into where they only started mowing a little bit of it and then it gradually turned into where they stopped mowing most of it and it turned into like a little pitch and putt course. And it's like, that's what they always turn into, I feel like. So Ballyneal has one that's like an acre and a half or and something. And it's brand new though. But like, okay, like you have to pay a ground screw guy. It takes like two guys two yeah, hours but that's to mow it. Exactly. Two, a day. <laughs> two hours. Like, think about that over the year. That's, let's just say it's 40 bucks a day. Like, it adds up. Then you add all the pesticides, all the sprays you have to do, yep. all the maintenance. Like, that is an expensive green. Yeah. And, like, it, it's, like, couldn't it be, like, half the size and still be really cool? Well, it's like, I mean, I grew up with my friends just on a regular putting green having and it was just cool. as much fun yeah. doing what we were doing, and it was regular. You it know doesn't I mean? need to be that big. Yeah. I would much rather have a sick little par 3 course, yeah. short course or whatever, where you can go out, take a couple of clubs, and still putt, and just whip around, play as many holes as you want, and call it a night. You could probably build a par 3 course with 10 greens for as much and have as much green space as a, a one and a half acre putting green. Yeah. That's big. Quite. Do you know how big, I mean, like if we pulled up what a one and a half acre looked like on my like Google maps, you guys would be like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> it is cool though. It's got some lights over it, but, but that's the other thing. The lights aren't on the whole putting green. Yeah. Half the putting green isn't lighted. Lit. 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 This Shit's conversation's dope. lit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, nothing you've about convinced it. me. I'm out. I hate him. You don't hate... I don't hate him. I'm just out on him. I'm out. Exactly no, no, how no. I feel. It makes practical sense to get it out of here. Get it out. I'm very yeah. practical person. Yeah. yeah. I love my, it. My wife tells me that all the time. Hang on. Think about how much money you're saving. Now you can give that guy with the bunker suggestion free membership. <laughs> It saved you two million bucks on putting costs over the course of the year. <laughs> that seems Alright, better than most. Would the Buck Club ever consider opening its future doors for public play 
uh, once a month or twice a month or some sort of regularity. Yeah, we've been talking about this a lot lately. Uh, I think it would be cool to do some sort of a, a lottery system to where you could open it up on you know special occasions or whatever. I don't know how often you would do it. What 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 did we talk about today? I don't know. You could do it a couple times a year. You get them like that night. You know, like you're gonna have cabins, so you do like the the whole experience where they come. Stay in the cabins, play. So it'd only be like, you know, fifty guys. Yeah, I think if you did that a couple, like, a couple times a year. Are you gonna do the close on Mondays thing? I don't know. Uh, man, I'm kind of up in the air on that stuff. It's like you only have like a seven or eight month season out here, so it's like you probably want to play as much as you can. I'm out of. Closed on Mondays. I'm out. I don't like that. Maybe we close on Sundays out here. Oh, throwback. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the lottery system's cool. It's kind of a Willy, it's kind of got a Willy Wonka vibe to it. You got to figure figure out what your golden tickets are. Yeah, that'd be sick. I think it'd be cool if you let them bring out a group too. You know? Yeah, you never know. You know, you never know who's, who's going to come out by, and, by themselves. Yeah, you never know who's going to come out and just absolutely fall in love with the place and wanna wanna be in yeah and if not I mean they go play once and they get their photos and they tell the story top 100 chasers yeah sign up exactly <laughs> uh, um let's say uh let's go with here overrated underrated I haven't played here so you guys this is you guys overrated underrated band of dunes whole resort golf experience you go first I've only played a couple of the courses up there I played played all of them and it's underrated I think I mean it's it's so rated (laughs) so many people have rated it but like that's probably among the most fun I've ever had playing golf I mean part of that was company and part of that was the weird weather that we had it was like 35 mile an hour winds for four straight days but I think part of the it's deal it's so fun and it's so there's just no distractions that's that's that it, it. Like, 100% golf it's 100% you don't golf. even want to eat you don't even want to like do anything else you just want to play golf all day every and day. that's it, and that's one of and those that's things. what they set you up to do yeah it's a cool it's a cool place so I'd probably say underrated but that's that's the whole point it's like you're there to play golf like you're not going to abandon to do anything else basically so, I mean, it just sets up perfectly to have fun, especially if you have the right crew up there. And it's like... And you, don't, you just don't have to think about anything when you get there except playing golf. Yeah. You, you get, they got the shuttles running around that you, you just walk out your front door, jump on a shuttle, it takes you to the driving range, it takes you to the golf course, it takes you to the restaurant. It, takes it you is to nice how it's everything's just, right there, too. Yeah. So, you know, you stay at nice places, it's perfect. And it's you know. scenic, and yeah. the courses are great, and I mean, it's just... It's just so fun. Couple greens, just a little over the top, but other than that, it's solid. Giant. What was your Giant course? Yeah. Which ones did you? That used to be when I went up there. That was a driving range, and they've turned it into a putting course. Giant 
funny, of course. <laughs> it's so big. Jumbo. Jumbo. What is it called? I think they serve oh, drinks there, there though, which is pretty pretty cool. Oh, it's great. There's a waitress walking around, like, <laughs> taking orders seriously. It's awesome. <laughs> I think I might have to go up there one of these days. I would Let's suggest, go up. I as, think we go up. as somebody who talked about golf courses for a living, you should go to Bandit, probably. <laughs> you know what? I think that there's been enough noise about it that I got more important places to go. <laughs> you try to only play Raiders. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm trying. I, you know, DJ I, tried to I, only play Morris's. I was. I, I did. I I went to GB and I. I was only playing Morris's. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? What? How was the St. Andrews experience? Oh, what? Did, what did you? What? What would you say? You went into it thinking that changed when you came out of it. Um. I mean, I said it on. Twitter when I got done I mean I was trying I was sitting just like looking at my phone trying to come up with some profound thing to say about the experience and if I, I mean it kind of hit me I'm like what the hell am I going to say that hasn't been said by everybody else and it's one of those things that I mean you read books about it you read whatever you read everything about it you watch everybody play it you hear people talk about it and I don't think it's anything that I don't know I don't know it's kind of hard to explain I don't know that there was anything that really clicked that I didn't know or think of or whatever. It's just, it just reaffirms what you've just heard constantly. I mean, the one thing I think I was talking to Zach about today was the bunkers. Some of the, I mean, the bunkers are amazing. The bunkers are, you know, you get out there and we were talking about it. There's some weird bunker at 380 that you're like, why does this exist? And then the wind changes or whatever. You, I mean, you can, you could see how, how they would come into play on weird days but the other thing is that I don't think you can really get from photos or from watching on TV is you get out there and you're you turn around and you look back and you kind of think about how it was set up to play the other way and you start looking at where some of the bunkers are set up for playing it backwards and stuff and it just it's just so cool man it's just everything about it is cool dude when I went out there when I played there last year for uh, the Dunhill Links which is like the sickest tournament ever. To put it in perspective, I was hitting drives into the wind like 245, and I was hitting them downwind like 360. So that's the that's where you see those bunkers where you're like, why would they ever have that there? And then you get it on the next day with the opposite wind, and you are in that bunker... And you're just like, okay, that's that's why it's there. You know, you go from hitting a 240-yard drive on a hole to driving the green the next day, and you're just like, this is insane. That place is like, that place has got width. Like, <laughs> Mad width. That place and, is, yeah. Well, and it kind of related on that. I mean, it's just, in a really cool way, it's just madness yeah. out there. Like, it's like, there's just like traffic running all over the place out there you know like obviously there's like the cross holes with 7 and 11 but how I mean, sick is that uh, I mean, that's so cool like next i mean you're just if you don't know what you're doing or you're you're kind of looking off in the distance or something i mean you can walk right in front of a tee box these guys are teeing off there's you hit a shot you all of a sudden you see someone come over the hill and you're uh, it, there's people are shouting all day it's just <laughs> yeah. it is complete madness out well there. then so and how about the, 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 the all the double greens yeah i've i've heard rumors that uh the rna is thinking about implementing a no texting while playing policy because it's been becoming a problem is that true yeah people walking in front of greens and I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm interested to see what they do with that new 
pond they're putting on 17 there, though. Big water feature. <laughs> it's a fountain, right? Yeah. Well, it should be nice because you can see which way the wind's going. And it'll be cool for the guys at the Old Course Hotel to kind of look out and have the fountain. Sure. You know. Beautiful. In other news, so I, I have heard that, and I can't... Uh, there was I some epic trolling. <laughs> Speaking of the water features, I think it was our guy, uh, Micah, Push Daddy, and him and Tron and Sean Martin and all these guys were getting... There was this poor follower. I, said, <laughs> I tweeted something, and these guys were joking. And, oh. oh, man, this guy just bit the whole... Just hook, line, and sinker on the whole thing, and... Micah's tweeting about how dumb it is that you have to hit over the hotel and how wind is stupid. That's why he doesn't <laughs> like going there. And, oh, it's just, uh, it was so good. Epic trolling. That shit uh, was dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I look at I look at the old course basically every day I'm home. You know, yeah. big posters right up in the office. These are so cool. It's uh, definitely <clears throat> an inspiration. What's the course. best bunker at the old course? I don't know. There's so many like we talked about that you're just like, why is that there? And I found out on a few of them. And it's is there not, any shotgun surprises out there? <clears throat> yeah. 16. Coffins. There, um, man, I'm trying to think. There's one that's just like so bad. Okay. 12. There's a bunker like right in the middle of the fairway. It's kind of one of the questionable holes out there where you're like... That's a good one where you're looking yeah. back the other way. And you're like, yeah. So yeah, there's this bunker at like 2.30 or like 2.20. And a lot of guys like hit it left in the gorse or, you know, in the heather over there just to not be in this bunker. Or you hit like a five iron off the tee or whatever. So I was in the practice rounds playing and we were just... We had it like a little down breeze and we were just like pumping it over that bunker, getting it way down there. And then I got in the tournament... And it was a little different wind. And like I said, dude, the bunker was 220 or something to carry. And I just flushed one right in the lip of it. <laughs> and it was just like, never even crossed my mind that that bunker would have been in play. And I had to chip out like dead backwards. Not good. Not, not good at all. <laughs> uh, Drew Nedzinski's got an interesting question. I'm, I'm very curious about this. How many rounds... Have you did you have you logged in twenty seventeen? Do you have? I mean, he's got you for thirty five plus events, and all your other rounds. You got to be one fifty plus, right? Yeah, I mean, I play a lot of golf. Uh, I have no idea though. I mean, I don't keep track. Have you? When was the last time you took like a week off? This was it, right now. With We're you guys. still playing though, <laughs> like hitting shots. Yeah. Um... Man, that's hard. I usually try and, like, after the... Uh, you don't do that tour player thing where it's like, you know, I came home, I didn't even touch a club. You hear so many people <laughs> say that. It's just like... Uh, Man, I didn't even touch a club. Yeah, I mean, I hear people say that all the time, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, it's your job. Like, you didn't touch it at all? What, what percent do you think is fake when people say that? 90%. Really? <laughs> for sure I didn't, I didn't touch a club for touch a, four no, weeks I didn't touch a club that, that was like Jason Day a couple of years ago said that he didn't touch a club after the FedEx uh, Cup finale the Tour Championship until like Hyundai and I talked to <laughs> one of four months. one of my buddies uh, I didn't even touch one of my buddies buddy, caddies at Vintage the, Club yeah. and he was like yeah Dave was like 
Day spent like ten hours a day at the chicken green. <laughs> we had a kid. We had a kid in Utah. This is a true story. I won't name any names, but we had a kid that same thing. He was like, "Yeah, man, I haven't played forever. I haven't been practicing or anything." Then we saw his like wife at lunch or something, and she was like, "Yeah, he's been out at you know Thanksgiving point hitting balls like every day," and we were just like. What? He told us like he hasn't hit balls in like... It's a very hipster thing to say. I think, yeah, I think it's one of those things where people say it because they think it might sound cool (laughs) or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't think it sounds like that cool. It's like, I would rather hear somebody like, yeah, I went and played like a sick course. It's kind of like the watching golf on TV thing, I think. Yeah, I don't don't watch golf on TV when I'm home. I know. I bet you probably do. (laughs) I bet you do. I'm out on that. I'm out on both of those. Yeah. We should be watching Nine Bridges right now. For, Is it on? Yeah. For, I don't watch golf when I'm for, home. So. For, <laughs> oh, man. He's not touching the club. He's just getting away from the game. We need to see... We need I'm to designing golf courses and playing 36 a day. We're, He's we're surrounded by 400 <laughs> golf clubs and paintings and books. Yeah, I just need to get away from the game, man. Uh, game's funny. the game. Yeah, some people, you know, some people, like I said, I think it's a 90% thing. I think there are legitimately some guys that they probably do do that. You know, maybe some more of the guys that have families. And mm-hmm. Andy, are you over under 11 rounds in 2017? Oh, I'm way over 11. <laughs> I have taken some substantial breaks, though. From <laughs> I know. It seems like you, you're... Traveling all over the place, we never get to play. Well, I've, recently I've been on a binge. Yeah. I've played some a lot of really good golf lately, but the wedding, the wedding was a. Where does uh where does TBC stack up with some of these spots you've been playing? Dirt lately? golf. <laughs> Not just just in general. Conditioning, you know, we're we're all. Yeah, see, we I can. feel like we're all on the same page. We're kind of post conditioning though. Yeah. It's all about the yeah. layout out there today. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you, are real slow. <laughs> But I had a good time. Great. Yeah. I'm just all about hitting golf shots. You know what I loved about what I loved about the conditioning is that like you know, you grow crops there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's a sustainable farm. <laughs> you you uh, you read about all you know golf's a game of luck and totally. I'll tell you That's what true. Those, you get some weird bounces. Hey out man, there. we went back it's to the definition. Rub it today. today. Tomorrow's gonna be even better. Yeah, we're we're picking up. Uh, Cups in the morning at like five thirty. I think we got to do a better. Pins. I and think we got to find. I have a shovel, and yeah, we we'll be able to dig a couple of those cups a little better. We need in. one of those army trench shovels <laughs> that we can just put in the golf bag. Hey, when you were over in Scotland, did you see any of those like old relic clubs that were made to hit out of? Oh yeah, buggy tracks. There's a guy in Chicago that lives not that far from Andy. Um, How sick are those? That has a collection of those, and he's got just like all the weird. All the weird clubs ever made, and yeah, I got to go. Shout out Golfer's Journal. Got an upcoming story about him in there. Golfer's Journal, friend yeah. of the pod, friend of the pod, friend of the cause. Golfer's Journal. I'm a founding member. I got That's a right. I got two stories in the next one. Yeah. Double community, dip. It's a community project. Too much. I, I, I let down fright the yokels. <laughs> no, it's just, you're multi-platform. <laughs> How about the uh, building the Buck Club story? That's gonna be dope. Yeah, lots of lots of good stuff this week. Yeah, we got a lot of. I think we need to throw out a little teaser video of uh, some sort of aerial to kind of 
let people just we can do a snippet we'll do a snippet get a glimpse so uh Barry W another friend of the uh, pod yeah he's got a question is there not a paradox of par quote unquote being just a number to the non-tournament enjoyment and contextual reward of playing individual holes by extension a whole course well so you know you need something to judge that you're playing well mm-hmm. if you never knowingly make a birdie doesn't golf lose a little bit of its purpose and fun if based on a 18 hole shot count I kind of think so um, mm. a little bit I'm kind of on both sides That's a really well thought out point yeah that was a like that was a long question it was not it was not <laughs> 140 characters it was sent via message he wrote you a letter yeah I have another letter too I get I guess I get letters there were some times where I thought about doing something like that with TBC and not doing a par and just go out and you make what you make but there is that kind of I don't know how to explain it, but you know, sometimes when you get up on the last hole and it's a par five and you're trying to make an eagle, you know, you're not trying to make a three. You're trying to, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. There's also the weird coolness of, I mean, par just forces people to do stupid stuff, Mm -hmm. which is fun. Agreed. (laughs) You know, I mean like the, um, there's, I mean, it's not going to throw out any specifics because nobody's going to know what the hell we're talking about. But there's a couple holes that we're looking at today that are, I don't know, I mean, it's stupid and it shouldn't be the case, but because you say, this is a par three, I'm like, fuck, all right, I better not up and hit one hit one down there then. Whereas if it was a par four, I might lay back, you know? And it's just, it's so stupid, but it, everybody does it and it's just, yeah. it's kind of great. The 320-yard B-Ritz par three <laughs> yeah, down exactly. at TBC. I was dogging on Valley Neal's putting green. And I, I give them props here because what, what they do that I love, no tee markers. So you play from whatever tee you want on a hole. They have par, but no tee markers. See, I was, I, like in, I was in on that originally too. But at the same time, I read all this stuff on like golden age guys wanting you to play from a specific place. And that's why they put things in certain spots and bunkers in certain positions because that's the look they wanted to give you so if you have the ability to play from anywhere you want you get to manipulate what the architect was intending you to play i do like i'm a fan of the wide i'm a fan of the shallow but wide tee boxes and being able to kind of change angles what about day day. what about the tbc double tee box yeah for that triple tee box like 50 yards wide Goes for two holes. That's the video we should post. And you can peg it anywhere. We should post the triple T box video. <laughs> so good. The uh, <clears throat> so my thing with par, it is more so. I would say it's more so for the professional game. Is that the game has fundamentally changed because of technology, both course technology, like club technology, ball technology, where like. Courses aren't par 72s that are 72s. Like, they just aren't. So, like, like the U.S. Open this year, because of the weather conditions and technology, like, 
they had four par fives, but everybody, a lot of people were getting home in two. Well, yeah, I think it's, I think it's just that perception hasn't caught up to reality. Like people see a 550 yard hole. Look at what and happened when with, you try to call it a par four. Everyone freaks out, even look, though realistically, I mean, look at what happened with the seven hundred. The seven hundred yard par five is what a five hundred and sixty yard par five twenty years ago. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, look at what happened with baseball with steroids. Hmm. Okay, like so, you had steroids, and all these records were broken. There were no good pitchers, and then there are no steroids now, and it's like back to normal like guys had 40 home runs that are great hitters it's like 35 is like a really great power year and there are no steroids yeah there aren't any the guys aren't taking steroids so pitching is back like pitchers are dominant again because guys aren't juicing like if you take away the juicing like all of a sudden scores would go up so how do you do that in golf you roll all the technology back that's tough it is it won't ha- I don't think it's going to happen, but like technology is essentially the steroid in our baseball is the golf. That's why we saw so many record breaking scores every year. Like this year, we're going to see five, five, four or five scores in the 50s. What's your, uh, what's your thoughts on that? If you can't roll back technology, what do you do either to build courses or what do you do to? defend courses what's your thoughts i just think that people you should just lower the like if you want to keep the scoring records and the under par over par criteria you just make courses par 67 68 it almost seems like it's not as fun it almost seems like you're gonna get to a point where you have to if you don't bifurcate equipment you have to bifurcate courses (laughs) where like We've seen it basically with the U.S. Open the last, <clears throat> what, how many of the last, I mean, how many of the last 10 or, I don't know, 7 to 10 U.S. Open courses were built chambers, to host U.S. Open? Chambers, Aaron Hills. Uh, Is that it? I mean, I, think I feel so. like it was more. Maybe not. I mean, Oakmont was <clears throat> not built recently. <laughs> I don't think, at least. We can double check that. Uh, Still, even those two, and maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad point, but it kind of feels like, I mean, it just feels, I mean, there's an economic reality where you can't just keep stretching out, you know, <laughs> I have the funniest story I'm going to tell you guys, but it's, it's hilarious. It's about, it's about an upcoming U.S. Open site. It's just, <laughs> dude, I got to tell you guys now. Yeah. The floor is yours. Uh, so I was, I was kind of spiraling on that take anyway. <laughs> so that's good. So I was out. out. This was unbelievable because of the coincidence of all the stuff that had to go on for this story to be crazy and funny. So I was out at the Utah Open. While, uh, I was playing a couple weeks ago, but uh, I didn't touch a club. But before <laughs> my round, I went out to watch uh, a couple of my friends. Sounds like that's pretty cavalier. And, uh, yeah, is that legal? No, not at all. My dad <laughs> caddied for me before his rounds. And I caddied for him, too. Seems like the... After my round one I, I think Tron might need to get into yeah. this situation. No, legal. totally legal. We had, we had people call in about it, but it was fine. But anyways, back to the story. So I'm out there watching, and this guy comes up to me and goes... 
kind of, you know, gets on that type of subject. He goes, Zach, what do you think about... And meanwhile, this guy, he's not, like, doesn't have probably the highest golf IQ. He's just there to watch, whatever. And uh, he's like, Zach, what do you think about, you know, the USGA trying to make all these courses, like, British Opens and, you know, building all these courses and playing all these courses with these wide fairways and this fescue grass everywhere. And so I'm just sitting there going, where is this going? And he goes... And I hear next year they're going to this place, Chinook Hills. <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> Meanwhile, no lie, I'm wearing a Shinnecock shirt just with the, the Indian head on it. I mean, he's got no idea. And I'm just sitting there laughing going, well, you know, Chinook's a top five course in the, in the States. So, I mean, I think it'll be all right. But it was just hilarious. Just, Chinook Hills. Uh, Chinook Hills. Isn't Chinook a type of fish? I don't know, dude, but Chinook. literally, Chinook. I was dying <laughs> laughing when he said that, and the fact that I was wearing the Shinnecock shirt was just, like, next level. The poor guy. <laughs> he had no idea. I go, yeah, it's all right. You guys want to do some uh, overrated underrated? Let's do it. Let's Sun- go to bed. Sunday bags. <laughs> underrated. Very underrated. Shout Mega. out to uh, Links and Kings. Yeah. You, you've... I'm fully online. I'm fully online. I'm fully awake. This is a funny story. So uh, I brought DJ to the Renaissance Cup <laughs> this year. <laughs> We're in the parking lot. So the Renaissance Cup is like Tom Doak's event. And he invites like all architects and people of the industry. So it's a lot of architecturally woke people. And DJ falls out of his travel bag. We don't have to name the bag. <laughs> a Bull Valley Golf Club <laughs> bag. And I look at it and I go, dude, you you can't use that bag here. <laughs> and uh, and he goes, huh. I, I go, yeah. I took my wife. I had a Sunday bag in my bag, in my trunk with all my wife's clubs and all. And I just took it out. You gotta use this. And then he got on the Sunday bag wagon. Haven't looked back. Haven't looked back. In it to win it. In it to win it. Bull Valley bag hasn't been used, has it? <clears throat> I got a handful office. of uh, I got uh, I got a good share of Sunday bags. Wide share. Yeah, moon bags. That one Buck Club one's pretty sick. Three of them. Yeah, that's the original though. Shout out to Links and Kings. All right, uh, Jimmy Lobus, overrated, underrated, golfing in a misty rain. <laughs> so my whole I did thing. Did plenty of that over the last yeah couple my, of weeks. Yeah, here. my whole thing is like I play enough. And where I have to play and stuff like that, that I'm not about like going out and playing in terrible weather. Misty rain, not not hard rain. Misty. Yeah, I'm soft and still hard. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say overrated on that. I I was when I was in Ireland, it was doing that all day, and the caddies were kind of like, hey, you know, shit, man, sorry you didn't get better weather. And at first, I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I'm in Ireland, like this is kind of what I'm looking for. And then we get to like the seventh hole, I'm like this fucking sucks. This is awful. <laughs> it does. It's just like it's just a nuisance. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah. do I get the umbrella out? Do I get I think the he's jacket talking on? About, gloves? I don't think he's talking about that. I'm t- no, I it, it was talking- misty rain. I, trust me, I know exactly what he was talking about. Jimmy disagrees with you. That's fine. Yeah. Like Wait, so he asked if it's overrated or underrated, and then he gave his he take. Said, I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. What's next? Um, overrated, underrated. 
Johnny Miller commenting on Zach's demo shots Monday morning. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. Do you know what that means? We had a Cougar Day out at Riverside the other day. Inside question. I guess. (laughs) Whatever Johnny does, underrated. Johnny's the man. Yeah. Overrated, underrated. Sand-based lamb. (laughs) I think... I honestly think... What'd you say? I said underrated. I think it's overrated, probably. I think it's underrated because, like, the vast majority of the greatest golf course in the world were built on it, so... But I feel like now you can do a good job of replicating that. Like, it's still not the same, though. All right. We'll see. We'll see. I think you... you yeah. You can't agree on everyone, right? No. I'll take the hit there. Two iron. Overrated, underrated. Dave. <laughs> Well, what is the question? It was two iron the name or was Dave the name? <laughs> Dave was the name. Two so iron. fathers have weird names. <laughs> Dave was the name, and his it's just two iron. Overrated, underrated. Oh. I think overrated. So overrated. Why would you try and do stuff that's harder? Yeah. That's that goes back to that same thing. It's like I play a two iron. Well, like, but do at you the think same, that sounds cool. But like, at the same time. Like playing persimmon driver, which was another thing we got to do at the Renaissance Cup, way underrated, uh, and that's way harder, but it's so much fun. This drill, but the two iron is weirdly not doesn't feel like the Dude, same thing to me. That that persimmon driver I hit still went far. Yeah. Hey, same thing though. I told you guys yeah, about the. Totally. I told you guys about the uh, wound ball I was yeah. playing the other day. The balada. It was like literally five yards behind my drives. You should give a shout out to Wound Ball Wednesday. Yeah, shout out to uh, Wound Ball Wednesday at TBC. Come out with the uh, old school baladas. Dude, the old school baladas, crosswind, firm and fast conditions. You'd find yourself in some bad spots out there. You can get going sideways quick. Yeah, that'll be definitely, you know, we'll definitely have to figure out some bunkers yeah. for Wound Ball Wednesday. Totally. Where you're like, why is that there? And then you get there Wednesday, and they're like, Here, here's here. your here's your sleeve of the balls. Bolada, the Bolada bunker. Yeah, you know that. You should <laughs> you should also buy a eighteen persimmon driver or like fourteen percent thirteen persimmon drivers. Put them on all the tee boxes. Put them in the comfort station. <laughs> Dude, the uh, Sand Hollow down in St. George, they have the Lynx course, and they have the like I don't know replica balls that you can play with like hickories and persimmons it's pretty sick overrated underrated bunkerless holes ooh we're talking about that this week that's an anonymous gunner I think they're uh, (laughs) probably underrated you don't see them too often at least you don't see great ones too often so good bunkerless holes future on the skill is going to be a bunkerless hole I'm 14 I guess no no I'm on board underrated we got any uh, bunkerless at TBC? I mean, yeah, I think you could do bunkerless. Any ones you can think of right off the top of your head? Where I'm mm. thinking the double punch bowl mm. could be one that. Yeah, but you got the right on the Redan. The no, but that, Redan bunk. but that doesn't that doesn't count for that hole. I think you want to do bunkers on those. You got some really good spots to put bunkers there. That's not the one. 
<laughs> it's not the one. You know what one? Fifth, the, you know the one. The, Thirteen. Hey, the hole where you want the shotgun bunker could be a decent one with no bunkers. Dude, you can't take the shotgun surprise. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you that could be a yeah. cool hole. The green just you know sits right to left. Have this huge collection area off to the left. If you miss it, you pull a drive. It goes down Ooh. there, and you just you just live with it. No, we're not uh, doing that. Friday gets heartbroken. You're, you're killing the shotgun surprise. <clears throat> we'll keep it. I'll find another shotgun surprise tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to move on from that bunker. I've heard it's on the panel. <laughs> Over 800 bow golf shoes versus regular laces. What, what is it? My stupid ass click on shoes. I'm out. <laughs> I'm yeah, so uh, out on very them. Over I hate them. I actually hate them. I can't wait till next year. I, I only buy one pair of shoes. Do you need some this, sneakers, bro? I'm sure Footjoy can hook it up. I'm not getting crooked like that. <laughs> I, I've got, I've got I buy one pair of shoes every year, and I just wear the shit out of them. So that by the time, this time every year, they look like... I just don't get the... Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say overrated. Just leave it there. Yeah, I like that. Just tie your shoes. You know? Yeah, I just don't get what the, I don't get the point. We I, will get say, the, uh, I will say, self lasers, the one where you just step in and they just like from Back to the Future. Yeah, <laughs> I will say this about laces. My last pair of laces, shoes, overrated, underrated. My last pair of shoes, I had these Echoes, and uh, my laces broke. Ooh, not good. So I went to the I went to like Golfsmith, R.I.P. Shout out Golfsmith. Yeah, they're closed now, right? Reverse shout out so. to Golfsmith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so they had Echo laces. Wow! But they had two sizes. Jeez! And I was look. I looked at them for literally like ten minutes. I'm looking at these two boxes of laces. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. And I, I eventually settled on well, the other ones must be for women. So I got I put the, <laughs> these laces and I put them in, and they were like massive laces they were so long so then i had to like quadruple knot them and they still look like bugs bunny like they were like bugs bunny ear laces clown and, shoes huh and they literally would get caught on my spikes Jeez. so you just rebounded to the complete opposite no laces yeah i have no laces i went the opposite direction i respect that yeah um you guys got anything else i got nothing else I'm out. What's the format tomorrow? Stroke play. Yeah. Keep it... Metal play? Metal play. <laughs> I think we go uh, back to the roots, right? We could do a little Stein. match play. Just a yeah. like a round robin match. Sure. Each person plays each person on each hole. Love it. And then throw in some wolf hammer. No wolf hammer. <laughs> How do you... Okay. So what is it? It's just you get it inside the flagstick and you... I think anything inside the flagstick's good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, unless the uh, super got out there and mowed yeah, the greens no, a little bit. Yeah, I think they're going to beat him out there tomorrow. <laughs> I, think, I don't think they're going to I might do some more tilling tomorrow. I think... I, you know what I have in the <clears> garage? <throat> I have one of those things that you, you just roll and it like picks up the weeds. It'd be nice to do that in yeah. front of the putts and then you just whack it and hopefully it goes in. I think... I think we should play stymies. <laughs> just throw it way back. Yeah. I, I actually Shackleford or 
Porath brought this up for my mailbag one about stymies and mash play. And uh, I'm convinced. I'm in. Stymies. Bring it back. If, if you're playing a head-to-head match, you should be able to stymie the other person. Be sick. Yeah, I love it. Oh, could you imagine just the, the joy you would get of stymieing someone? Maybe that's what the they should do for the get. President's Cup. Yeah, totally. Anything that injects more drama, I'm in. Or more, you know, like more like personal drama. Like people going head to head. I'll tell you who wouldn't be who wouldn't be happy about that. Who? The uh, Superintendents Association of America. Yeah. People chipping on greens. Oof. Man. That could get ugly at our municipal facilities. Might have to call in a special architect. <laughs> How bad would just like the general public playing stabbies be? <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? Just like Oh my god. Just Joe Blow playing like a two dollar NASA, just stabbing his buddies out every hole, he's out of the hole. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm gonna stabbing you. <laughs> Do oh you, god! Be do so you think there? Do you think stymies would cause more physical altercations on oh, the golf course? Hundred percent. Man, when we played stymies, it was wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the stuff that happened. I mean, yeah, you're getting in fights with your friends because they're you know doing that stuff. You're just it'd be crazy. crazy. All right, stymies are in play tomorrow. Stymies are in. Yeah, I like it. Winter rules are also though. Stymies so have always been cool with me. It's true. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Whatever. I'm not. I don't know when I'm gonna post this, but (laughs) shit's dope. Shit's dope. All right. Later, guys. Later. Shoots.